And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Lauren Conaway to talk about the top startups in and around Minneapolis, the Twin Cities. We're twins, right, Lauren? Heck yeah. I know. I know. We, I, heard, we I get that a lot. <laughs> I know. People are often like, man, I didn't believe your, tw- I, I, I didn't know your twin sister was also a startup hustle host. Right. I don't know if I, we like, do I, look I, I like much to think like that, each we're, other. that we're mind twins, though. We both have that on. There, there we go. Well, yeah. that's, that's more like it because I was going to say I'm significantly older than you which would make it hard for us to be twins as well I, that would be real weird from you know yeah. you're my brother from another yeah. mother but there you uh, go there you that. go <laughs> but speaking of twins like I said there is a twin city now we have officially called this Minneapolis's top startups but we didn't leave out St. Paul because I don't want people in St. Paul to be upset. So anyway, we also we all St. Paul. <laughs> we also agreed to not say Minnesota too much. So I'm going to get that out of the way. And I know I already used my card on that one. So now before we get into today's top startups in the Minneapolis St. Paul area, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by FullScale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. That's what we do. Woo-woo. There are 300, 350,000 open tech jobs in the United States as of today, which is crazy if you're trying to build a company. So let us help you build a software team quickly and affordably. All right, so we have, we're, we're back. We, we missed a month of top startups and we're gonna make that up soon, but we are gonna talk all about uh, isn't isn't Minnesota also like the land of ten thousand lakes and yeah? Other stuff? Well, and I think I remember reading a while back that they were like number one in like well the the Twin Cities area was number one in like recreation. Um, they have like more zoos and parks and things like that than a lot of different places in hmm. the country, which I thought was super cool. Like you know, you always want to go to a place that has a lot of fun stuff to do, right? Is, so this, is it fair that I? Is it fair to say that I'm not a big reader of lists right before I publish a list of top startups? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like you're kind of anti-listical, Matt. Like, I, I've <laughs> sense that about you. <laughs> well, I, well, I am because we've talked about that in the past. It's just more along the lines of I, I don't take it personally when I'm not on one. Yeah. And some people do. You That's like the, really the good at that. <laughs> That's the eighth most popular question that I, I answer on a regular basis, Lauren. Is, are you salty that you're not on this list? I'm like, well, first off, that's for people under 40 and I'm 46. So no, <laughs> but thank you for thinking. Thank you um, for thinking I'm young. With that, being young is one of the things we look for in any city's top startups. We try to find the movers, the shakers. And uh, I, I got to say, it is a bit of, of a rolling 
scoring system. So, you know, we've had some places like Chicago or Austin, which are big and have tons of options. And then some don't. And we want to try to hit all the cities. We don't want to leave places like Minneapolis out, but Minneapolis is, is a lot, uh, lot, a lot like our hometown of Kansas city, meaning a mid market size, uh, city. Uh, sure. Probably sure. very similar. I mean, in fact, the Minnesota Twins and the Kansas City Royals even play in the same division. So, um, but yeah, and by the way, I used to travel to Minnesota and Minneapolis and St. Paul quite a bit for a former job I have. I like it up there. And it is really, really nice in the summer because it's not a thousand degrees like it is here in yeah. Kansas. So, well, I'm ready to get started. Are you? Let's dive right into it. Okay, as a quick reminder, we are not listing these in order. Like, there's no number one. So you're on the list or you're not. This is a very binary thing. So you're <laughs> list or you're not list. So first on the list, we've got Fulcrum Manufacturing Cloud. And Fulcrum's trying to modernize manufacturing. And they describe themselves as a software as a service, ERP, MRP, and MES platform. There'll be a quiz on what all this stand for after the show. Uh, that it, it helps allow small and mid-sized manufacturers to improve efficiency through workflow optimization and automated data collection. What does that mean? It means that they are trying to create some paperless workflows and help people leverage machine learning and automation, predictive analysis, and a lot of different stuff. Now, why is that important? Look around. Our supply chain's broken in so many different ways oh my God. for so many different reasons. Anything that creates additional efficiency or accountability or communication, I think is a great thing. This is a company that's received $3.1 million in funding, according to our research, and they are moving forward with all that. I'm all into that. And there's been a big, big focus on supply chain related technology since the pandemic hit because we realized sure. how broken ours is well and i think you know this but i mean not too long ago my I, my car was gone for like a month and yes. a half because i had a minor accident but they needed two parts that through supply chain issues and difficulties they weren't able to get for forever so and i mean i industries across the country across the world are experiencing this so anything that can can help out uh you know i'm super psyched about i missed my car yeah i think i think sometimes people don't consider the delicacy of the supply chain in general and that certain things just can't like missing one part is enough to not be able to ship it so yeah yeah all right you're next what do you all got? right so next up so i have to tell you this one's a little bit near and dear to my heart uh but we have a Tech medical and what they have done they they have kind of revolutionized an industry they're they're a medical device company but they create assistive technologies for individuals that have neuromuscular conditions so like muscular dystrophy, um, spinal cord injuries, strokes, like things that make it more difficult for them to move in easy ways to, to retain their independence. You know, the Abilitech Medical is here to help those individuals. And they have created these assistive orthotic technologies and devices to help people use their arms better and help people use their hands better and help people 
do just complete everyday tasks, you know, those things that, that you and I don't necessarily think about every day. And so I just, I, I love Abilitech Medical. Um, the fact that they are allowing people to, to stay independent and be able to take care of themselves and give them that, that freedom and that agency is just so cool. <laughs> Uh, you know, they, they've also, they've raised 8.2 million in two funding rounds. So, so clearly I feel like the medical industry is sitting up and taking notice. Definitely. But very, very so cool. And, that, it, and this is a little bit different than what you described, but one of the things you know, I've, I've witnessed the impact of some of this with our startup hustle TV co-host, Eric Perkins. So his brother, Jamie, uh, lost all four fingers on it, uh, all four index fingers on a hand and oh, wow. uh, last year and he's gone through that. multiple surgery. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so, uh, but so, and he's a home builder and a carpenter and a craftsman. And obviously that's a pretty important part sure. of what he does. And he just got an orthotic type device that is hand and fingers and, uh, I've seen it on their YouTube channel and I've just absolutely blown away. And I was like, wow, that's like a robot hand or something. And I talked to Eric about it and he said, I said, do you have to like charge it and take it off? He's like, no, it just works. Like that's this awesome. puts it on it. You know, I was like, wow. And it's, I said, it, I said, well, I mean, is it accurate? And he goes, he can pick a nail up off the, off of the shop floor and stuff like that. And I was like, wow. And I think that that's really cool. Cause you know, you look at this kind of technology and I think anytime you're an entrepreneur or you're building or participating in anything, kind of like what you do at Innovate Her, you get to yeah. wake up every day and you're like, wow, I do meaningful stuff that changes people's lives for the better and makes them happier. And I think that's a good thing to get up and do every day. That just gave me the warm fuzzy right. in my heart, like in four different oh, ways. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, it's like, it's, it's sometimes easy to, I think as an entrepreneur to, you know, like you got to find meaning in what you're doing when you have a purpose-driven life, life's a lot better. So great. yeah. Okay. Next on the list, we have Otrify and you can listen to them on our September 7th episode titled, What is Supplier Management? Otrify is an AI powered supplier management system that manages and optimizes supplier quality assurance and food processing. So this relationship with the food supply chain is really important as well. And if you think about the ever growing world population and the implications of what our own food supply does, not only environmentally, but for just general survival, uh, anything that increases the quality assurance of that I'm, I'm into. And, you know, this is, um, you know, you talk about like, I mean, this is a blockchain plow powered platform that keeps things like, so why blockchain and food supply? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a ledger that exists and can't be changed. And this kind of accountability, when you look at anything that any kind of foodborne illness or whatever, that goes through is they always want to track those things down and figure out when, where, and how. And increasing accountability with that is important. And it Absolutely. has big impl implications when it comes to just like certification, compliance management, production efficiency, food safety, disease prevention. Yeah. And just generally enabling farmers to communicate the history of their products from the farm to the stores. And, you know, that, that kind of stuff really does matter. There's once again, a delicate supply 
of everything. And that's been really pointed out to us. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see another logistics and supply chain startup on the top list. And that's, we're, we're forming a, a pattern here up in Minneapolis. Yeah, for sure. You know, there's, I a, like the uh, name. I like, by the way, I love the name of your next company on here. Uh, you know what? I, I do too, actually. And I think it's a, it's, it's a really clever little play on words, but it represents, uh, something that I, I'm, I think is really cool. So we have, we have Bim Bamboo, uh, and, so, and, and, you know, I, I love the companies that are founded by an awesome female founder. Of course, I have a little, you know, little, little special place in my heart for them, but I, I, what I, I think Bim Bamboo is super cool. So they are a tree free paper company and when you ask like okay well how can you how can you have tree-free paper well you tap one of the most quick fast growing resources uh that we have available to us as far as paper paper manufacture and that is bamboo um you know i don't know if you understand how quickly bamboo grows <laughs> uh, i do actually remarkably yeah. quickly it is um and it's a highly sustainable solution. You know, you plant a tree and it takes years and years and years, but you you plant some bamboo and it takes, sometimes it feels like seconds, you know, but you're creating a really sustainable option to create these really, really superior paper products. And so, um, you know, highly sustainable, environmentally conscious, you know, this company is putting out really, really good product. And they're doing it in such an eco-friendly way. And so they're, they're kind of a, an industry leader. Um, they are at Whole Foods. They've, you know, they, they bring in more than $5 million in annual revenue. Um, they are just very, very quickly growing. They're kind of exploding. And, and it's all because they have found a way to create a really, really quality product that people need in a very sustainable way. And so, you know, hats off to you. Way to name it. Uh, love the name. It's fun to say Bim Bamboo. Uh, I kind of feel like like Cinderella, like bibbity bobbity boo, uh, but I, I just I really really dig it. And you know the CEO is Zoe Lenvin, um, awesome female founder. I just I love it. Would you use bamboo paper products, Matt? Yeah, I'd use about anything that works. I mean, I'm not yeah. picky. Um, you know, it's funny you mentioned. You know, bamboo is like one of those things. It 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 really do, it grows like a weed. I mean, it's like one of those things if you plant. You better yeah. be ready to have bamboo around because it really does spread yeah. quickly. And and if you have it in your backyard, you can also consider having a pet panda, I think. Yeah. Because isn't that well, all the pandas eat? And I, 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 I think so. And I, I'm fairly yeah. certain that pandas would like die without our scientific in intervention. I think I read that once. But I do also just really <laughs> quickly want to add that Bim Bamboo, like the products that they're creating, um, they're, they're good for women's health. Um, they, they, the, the product that they have created uses a pH neutral formula designed to maintain the ideal environment for vulva health. So, so as a woman, I'm just like, hey, thank you. Appreciate you. <laughs> I can't say I, I can't say I don't identify with all of those statements because <laughs> I just don't know. It doesn't mean that I don't think they're important because I do, but I, oh, I can't, I, I can't, I can't truly empathize with you there, but not, I mean, you know me, I'm, I'm down for anything that's environmentally <laughs> conscious and friendly. I mean, that's something sure. that it's just gotta happen and maybe a little faster than it is now. So right. there's a lot of cool stuff going on around that. You know, I like to see that, that 
someone's doing an adequate job or attempting to solve some of these problems that we've created for ourselves. Speaking of problems, you know, mental health is a big issue with a lot of different people. We've done we've done episodes about, uh, you know, founders depression and the pandemic has thrown levels of anxiety and stress at people like it, like never before, uh, for too many reasons to mention. And that's why San San Velo health has made it onto the list. And, uh, they're a leading digital mental health care provider, and they have the the wonderful ranking of having the number one search position in the app store for stress and anxiety apps. Shut People the are definitely door. using it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. That's, that's like awesome. a, yeah, yeah. That's a lot. So they they provide a wide variety of therapies online to open more paths for more people and offer on demand access to high quality virtual coaching. Uh, and care integrated with the healthcare system, you know, so the thing is, is if, if your mind isn't healthy, uh, so many other things just don't matter. And, right. you know, it's a real thing. And it's, it's something that, I mean, th- that's a, a product and a business whose results can affect a whole lot of different people. I'm, and I, I, I just like that there's a digital feel to that too because i think a lot of people probably need mental health but don't go get it because you got it sometimes have to go somewhere to go get it the more the more more convenient you make people to consume or get stuff or have access to it the more people are going to access it so right we don't so so like millennials and gen xers and like the the ensuing generations like we don't tend to like calling people to make appointments we don't like that's my point so so having having an avenue available to make mental health care as accessible as possible and easy as possible top notch way to go (laughs) i I love i love all things that are telehealth because you know like i mean i legitimately when i when i look at at the business's expenses and Speaking of the business, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io. That's the business I own with my business partner, Matt Watson. If you tune in on Wednesdays, we are making it through a 52-part series on how to start a tech company. It's been a big hit so far. And should you be surprised that we are a full month behind on our deliverable there no uh, way. for the podcast, which we just decided we were going to try... We, we were going to try to make it up and we were like, what gives a better view of how to start a tech company than actually being under the gun and behind things a little bit. But, you know, when I look at the expenses and stuff and I see how much I pay for healthcare and I wonder, like, I don't even go to the doctor, but I don't go to the doctor because like you said, it's like you got to schedule an appointment, you got to go do stuff. It's like, I feel like I get busy and, and that's not good. I mean, these things need to be accessible and in front of like all that we do, you know, it needs to be easy for you to fix things and where they are and often where people are is like, how easy is this? How, you know, taxing, is it going to be on my mental health? All of that stuff. So, uh, give me an example. Like you, you you can see me right now. Like, look at how long my hair has gotten. Yeah. And that is simply, that is simply, that is simply because I don't have my shit together enough to make a like go get a haircut and every time yeah. i go to do it it's like you have a 90 minute wait and and on some days thinking 90 minutes in advance is just way too overwhelming for me which right. is also why i probably should get some of san Velo health's apps so i can deal with that mental stress that 
Either that. I, mean, I don't I, know. Jill I, told me. I, Jill told me I should just grow it. She just said I should just grow it out and just. Oh my see gosh! How are you gonna have I a ponytail? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I can support that. I don't. I don't think I could. I don't think I could get. I don't think it could happen. You know, like <laughs> like twelve years ago when when I owned it, what it had a different entrepreneurial uh, adventure, uh, and I was really embracing my newfound ecom role yeah. i was like god i don't even have to look presentable anymore and I, <laughs> I grew i grew a mullet on a dare and that got that went oh, for a little god, bit it wasn't, even, really? it wasn't even a real mullet it, it just got like like the hair in the back just got a couple right, inches long right. and then i was like yeah. i'll Did send some i have them i have okay. a couple not of that i mean kind of but yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> let's keep this moving before we Move before we talk before i reveal any more shocking details about my past yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna hunt down jill and just be like we're gonna need to take a, a tour through some old photos my friend yeah. uh yeah so, so moving on uh up next we have suna and uh we we i actually recorded an episode with the ceo uh elizabeth georgie and just had a really really great time talking to her because one of the things that we talked a lot about and you know that this is kind of a hot button of mine but we talked about democratizing access to branding and so what suna does they're a virtual what does that mean what does that mean i'm gonna get into it but suna is a virtual content studio platform and it helps brands make professional very professional very slick very beautiful photos and videos for e-commerce and marketing. And so you can, you know, if you have a product um, that you want to showcase and you want to do some really, really great product photography, Suna has a bunch of tools and it has a platform that will allow you to do that. But not only will it allow you to do that, it'll allow you to do that really, really quickly. And it'll allow you to do it uh, cheaply, inexpensively, affordably. And, and so we talk a lot about marketing, you know, around Startup Hustle, because it's really, really crucial to so many businesses. But there are so many entrepreneurs out there that, you know, they're great product managers, they're great at research and design, they have great ideas, but maybe marketing isn't necessarily their forte. And that's okay, because you have Suna now to, to help you show your product in the best light possible, and do it in a way where you don't have to go to like an A agency that, I mean, I don't, Matt, I don't know how many agencies you've engaged, but whenever I've engaged them in, in the past, marketing and branding agencies, they are so expensive. And so now you have a tool as an individual entrepreneur where you can go in and you can, you know, make a few clicks and create your own product studio and create really, really strong images to go along with your marketing and branding. And, and I, I got to tell you, you know, psychologically, we as human beings, we are drawn, really drawn to those bright, professional looking photos. So being able to get those quickly, easily, easily. Um, how cool is that? <laughs> right? You know, branding is for everyone now with Suna. I'm very excited. Our, uh, <laughs> our, our marketing department, is, who is the also the production team for Startup Hustle, is going to listen to this and they are going to be laughing out loud because all the things you just mentioned is what I'm constantly bitching about Yeah, on so many <laughs> days. I'm like, you know, just like it's, it's everything people, it's the branding, like no one's going to look at this now, you know, you mentioned, so Andrew Morgans who hosts the Tuesday spot on startup hustle and it, uh, the CEO and founder of Marknology and Amazon brand accelerator, 
this is one of their biggest problems there. Like they yeah. have to have like, and we're moving into the same building together soon. And they have to have like a whole photo studio in there because that's how yeah. bad people are at this stuff. Like people will engage an agency like his in order to get help selling more stuff on Amazon. And then they'll look at their stuff and be like, did your kids take this picture with a three megapixel camera right. from a thousand years ago? That's when the three megapixel camera came out actually a thousand, a thousand years, years ago. ago? Yeah. yeah. I read a quote. I read a, I read a tweet that Abraham Lincoln sent out today about that. So, um, yeah, for yeah. sure. Was that, there you I go. But, but no, this is, this is a real yeah. thing. And you know, we run into this and I run into this at full scale a lot too, because we actually, we have some fractional services we offer to our clients and one of them's creative and yeah, uh, it's simple. It's simple. Cause you oftentimes need a designer or someone to like, make it look snazzy and you can spend 10 hours trying to find someone to do three hours worth of work. Right. And, you know, and so any tools that make that better, faster, cheaper, I'm into. And it's clearly going well for Suna because they've raised $18 million in funding. So, right. <laughs> doing something right. Now, speaking of problems in funding and financing, the next company on our list, which is Approve, now that's A P R U V E, <laughs> they solve a problem that I like having solved. They specialize in credit management and AR automation. Uh, this is invoice financing. Now, look, this is an issue that exists for any company that carries AR. So accounts receivables, money that people owe you. And depending on who you are as a company, often dictates what you're able to ask for when it comes to this stuff. Now, at full scale, our clients pay us in the, in the month that they're receiving their service. Some places don't get paid for 60, 90, 100, maybe even 180 days from when they ship stuff. So if you sell right. products, being able to fund your operations while you're waiting for checks to come in and all that stuff, it, the struggle is real. And that's something yeah. that is, a, and that's what Approve works on. So, and you know, the one thing that I really like about the, when they talk about their product they say that they approve long tail transactions. So what does that mean? The long tail, if you look at a graph and over on the left side, it's all, what is that the axis or something, whatever the vertical part of a graph is. And it's really tall on the left. And then as it moves to the right, it eventually drops off a cliff and then it begins to form this really long tail. Now I love the long tail because the long tail is where the low hanging fruit exists. There just isn't a ton of it. So I'll give you an example. On iTunes, when people used to buy songs, every day that that would occur, all of the long tail of one purchases would always be a bigger number than all of the twos and above added together. There's a lot in the long tail, but with that, I'm guessing that this, when you say long tail transactions, there's a whole lot of weird, goofy, like niche kind of one-off sales that might not fit into the normal AR invoice financing model to make things quick and easy. So having someone right. that deals with the alternate side of that, any of this, I mean, they're talking about, uh, you know, and, and on their site and in their business about doing it on a daily basis. And as a business owner, if you can get like, especially in a product sales or anything where you have a lot of transactions or money going in, money coming out, 
this is a dream come true. So definitely a problem we're solving and just like overall. And that's another thing too, is when we've been talking about the supply chain a little bit, when the supply chain's goofy or things are messed up, this becomes an even more delicate balance. So all for anything to fix and improve invoice financing. Yeah, it's it's a definite pain point for sure. So so any company that's ready to to tackle that beast head on, uh, super super psyched to see that that come into market. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That that's a top Minneapolis startup right there. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. is the so is the next one on the list. So Who is the next it? one on the list, and I got to tell you, like I we we've talked about names a little bit earlier, and this name just makes me happy. But next <laughs> on the list, we have we have nice healthcare, and 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 I don't think there's anybody out there in this world who did not. Uh, if they didn't already know, did not realize the importance of quality, solid healthcare, uh, especially through a pandemic. Um, I think that nice is not often a word or a, an adjective that we associate with healthcare. But nice healthcare is is offering some solutions to a lot of the pain points that people experience when they're trying to just take care of themselves. Um, they are a nurse practitioner led. They're a primary care clinic based out of Minneapolis, um, but they they have a focus and they offer a lot of their services through video visits, in-home visits. Um, they, they operate outside of health insurance, so they save their patients money. So it's kind of that concierge medicine that you hear about, but they're, they're trying to make healthcare as accessible as they can. For people, you know, they they even do mail order pharmacy so that you don't have to go to the pharmacy after an appointment and wait, uh, wait around, you know. So so they're they're just trying to make healthcare accessible and easy and effective for people. And I, nice. I, I think that that's absolutely incredible. And clearly, uh, you know, others do as well. They've raised six point one million dollars over four funding rounds. Um, and I, I'm just really, really excited to see what they what they have coming up next. You know, they've got an app, they've got they're expanding their territories and their services, and you know, just trying to find ways to to get to the people who need healthcare and make it as easy as possible. I mean, I don't think there's anybody who who doesn't think that's awesome, who doesn't understand why that's important, right, Matt? <laughs> yeah. Well, as I mentioned, telehealth is big, so. We mentioned at the beginning of the show that Lauren and I are in Kansas City. It's our hometown. And, oh, a decade ago, Google decided that we would be the first city that they would pay to string up fiber internet. And that was a big deal here. It was kind of a big deal everywhere. But one of the big things that came with that and this rollout of massive bandwidth everywhere was excitement that telehealth was going to become a real reality. And it began to. Now, with that, there is still a massive, massive addressable market out there for people that don't even have the bandwidth yet. And these are things like when you see Elon Musk launching chains of of internet satellite rockets up into space and all of that, like we we are right around the corner from the world just being on, a, if not a fiber connection, really damn close which yeah. makes the growth potential for all telehealth type businesses. Like you can be in the, in the middle with that, that kind of satellite internet technology. You can be in the middle of the desert in Sudan and right. still potentially talk to someone in, either in that country or somewhere else. And it's that high level of bandwidth that lets people communicate more. And like, that's, I just really think that telehealth is going to, is going to keep popping. And then on top of that, 
I mean, we're really just kind of shifting into a remote world. I, we're not, we're never coming back. I mean, for, in a lot of for cases, sure. if you read, I'm going to try, I'm trying to sound sophisticated here because I actually do read the wall street journal every day. I do it through the app. I don't get the actual paper unless yeah. it's made out of bim bamboo, then I would consider it, but <laughs> you know, but <laughs> But, you know, the, the, uh, there's an article every day about a different employer that's just like doing this or doing that. And they're saying, hey, look, the model's changed. Uh, this remote access I, uh, to all this stuff, including telehealth, is just is, is really, I think, a big area for growth in startups. Uh, much, like, much like the same area. Uh, so recently, I don't know if you know this, I spoke virtually to 500 IT educators in the Philippines. Okay. I didn't know so, that, but it doesn't surprise yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I technically own the fastest growing tech company in the Philippines. Did you know that? I didn't, but I'm going to be sharing that right. with all over yeah, town. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's fun. <laughs> so part of that, they wanted information about, uh, uh, you know, they were they wanted me to talk about like the future of tech as I saw it. And two things that we're seeing in this list over and over again are healthcare and finance. Those are two things that aren't going anywhere. And those were two of my pillars for future tech growth. Meaning like if we had to have our students get into any industries, what were some, what would some of those be? And, yeah. uh, and, and FinTech is a big one. And so, yeah, that and healthcare are tremendous growth opportunities. Now why FinTech? Cause FinTech, like you'd be like, it's amazing. Like how shitty my bank's technology is. Right. I'm not going to mention what bank they are, but you suck. Like, it's terrible. You can't even stay connected to my QuickBooks account for like a day. And it's right. frustrating and it's ripe for disruption. And it's really, really fragmented. Like there's all these different banks and there's a different, a better way to do that. Now that's one of the things that the next company on our list branch, just like it sounds people branch, uh, they have developed an app to help businesses accelerate payments to empower working Americans Companies turn to branch for a more cost-effective, faster way to pay workers and reduce the cost of paper checks and, and cards. Now, look, the struggle's real, man. Like, I don't even know, like, my, the local branch of my bank just closed, and I, like, yeah. three months ago, and I haven't even been to the other one. That I'm like, what's a bank, <laughs> right? What's a paper, what's a paper check? Because I totally do. Yeah, why can't? Yeah, like why? Yeah, like if the government can just put money in my bank account magically over and over again during a pandemic, why can't everyone that's trying to pay me, including an employer? Now we pay everyone digitally at full scale, but my God, like can you imagine? Like, like we gotta have. There's always got to be a better way, and that's one of the things that right. Branch is working on. Now this is kind of a, a cool stat. So they've raised over ten million dollars in funding. And we're a Techstars company. So Techstars, if you're not aware and you're hey. thinking about starting a company, it's a good place to start. Try to get into that accelerator. They know what they're doing. They have a nice presence here in KC. I don't know what that looks like up in Minneapolis, but they're around. So yeah, yeah. overall, I, this kind of FinTech and well, it, there's a lot of room for growth there. There's a lot of room for growth and there's a lot. I mean, everyone needs it. Everyone wants it. And, you know. Yeah. Good for you, Branch. Good for you. Way, way to go. All Lauren. right, Lauren. <laughs> should we be shot? Should we be? We really have a, a true pattern 
for the kind of businesses that are emerging out of the Twin Cities. And you're going to prove that with the next company I on our know, list. I know, because we have yet another fintech company coming our way. We've got ConnectPay. <laughs> Um, and you know, they, they exist in the financial service industries, but now we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about consumer banking and money and transactions and merchant transactions. So connects pay is a payment gateway, um, and it connects payment acceptance and issuance for marketplace companies. Now, what does that mean? Uh, it means that connects pay has found a way to accept incoming consumer pay payments. They are detecting fraud before processing actually occurs. Um, you can get immediate funding, pay suppliers all in real time. And, and so to the, the individual who uses this for their business, you're going to have lower merchant processing fees. You're going to see less instances of fraud being perpetrated. Uh, you know, unlimited payments processing, increased cash flow to support your business growth. Because as you, you know, just said, like that cash flow thing, it's it's a tough tough world to live in for for a lot of entrepreneurs um so so they have raised 15.1 million in four funding rounds um just doing some really really amazing things up in fintech in in minneapolis i i'm so impressed and i cannot wait to see these uh you know merchant friendly and consumer friendly technologies just take off because it's gonna it's gonna change the face of how we transact uh, moving forward. Just well, there, there, there's something there's something about Connects Pay that really gets my attention is they specialize in what they call marketplace companies. Now, there's marketplaces everywhere online, and the thing mm -hmm. is, is like you don't know always know who you're doing business with. Like, are they going to pay? Right. Like, what's the story? Like, is this legit? And anything that handles that takes that iffiness out of a transaction speeds up the time that it takes for you to get paid and do a lot of other things is a huge advantage. I mean, it really is. And, you know, like the thing is, is, is if you are going to do business with someone in a marketplace, knowing that they're vetted or that they, I don't know, just any assurance that you're going to get paid is yeah. a big, big thing. So, okay. So we have two more companies now, you know, one of the things I've really enjoyed about traveling around America with you, Lauren, uh, is, you know, as I mentioned, yeah, this speaking. is, well, yeah, well, we are, because we've been to a lot of cities together, we have. You know, we've talked about a lot of different places, and, you know, different regions and different markets and different cities really do have hot spots of certain kinds, like we're seeing a lot of telehealth here, we're seeing a lot of uh, fintech, transaction related type stuff. And that's clearly what's going on up there. Now here in Kansas City, we see different stuff. So we're uh, often sometimes referred to as being in the animal health corridor. Animal health so we get, corridor like, for sure. get a lot of like pet and agriculture type stuff, but we should. We're in Kansas. If you've ever yeah. driven through Kansas City, you know that once you get past Kansas City, our home state is a giant wheat field, cornfield, or something <laughs> else. Like to the point that it's so it's boring. It's very pretty. Don't, don't. I have to apologize. As I travel the world, <laughs> I have to apologize to people. They're like, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from Kansas. They're like, yeah, I drove across that once. I'm like, yeah, I get it. But I didn't make it that way. So <laughs> they're like, a pot, like just so happy to see a city or a mountain, depending yeah. on which way you're going. So they can it's very quit flat. feeling like... <laughs> And it's either like just grass 
nothingness or corn or wheat. Lots of cows. Lots of, lots of cows. And I always like looking at all the cows. So. Well, but therefore we should specialize in certain things like right. we have, and some of it's really sophisticated too. Like I'm like pretty amazed at some of the cool stuff and some of the use cases that come out and the things that people do. Okay. Sure. So next on the list is Yardstick. Okay. So Yardstick is a software company that develops a screening and certification management system powered by a consultative approach to find a way to yes for core values. So Yardstick designs solutions and industry-specific background screening, certifications, and training packages. This means a lot to me because at full scale, we had we did I didn't even know about Yardstick. I probably would have given them a shot because uh, you know we employ 230 IT professionals right now, and they are in multiple cities and multiple countries. And in order to hire the top, we want our goal is to hire the top 3% of people we can find, which means that we had to create our own. So we have created over 40 certifications of on our own. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of like, and here's the thing is we were able to do that because it was like, it took a lot of effort, Lauren, and like a lot of revision and a lot of upkeep and then deploying that. And then on top of it, every specific, every industry has like, there's like a different kind of vetting and like understanding of like, like what people are good at. And there is a story to people in general that exists past a technical skills analysis or a personality assessment. Like there's a whole nother story around all of that. And I think that any, anybody that any company that helps with that is freaking awesome because it is hard to find good people to work at your business. If you can be exact, oh man, because it's just such a waste of time when you get the wrong people in, they don't get it, and then you got to go start over again. So Yardstick, right. thank you. And by the way, that's Yardstick and that's S-T-I-K. There's notes, you, you, you there's links to all this in the show notes, but yeah. So <laughs> Lauren, do you know how long a yardstick is? Uh, isn't it three feet? Congratulations. You are correct. Thank we will move on right. to the no, last company. <laughs> you have unlocked your ability to tell us who the last company on Minneapolis top startup. So it was, I was nervous there, by the way, know, you I, never would have lived, really lived that one down if you I got know, that one I wrong. Know. I can't yeah. work a camera, but I know how long a yardstick is. So I will That's I will all matters. win. <laughs> That's all that matters. Yeah, all right. That's right. Well, so so next up, and and I dear listeners, I am so in love with the concept behind uh this, you know, last but not least startup, Leah Labs. Mm. Um, so I have a puppy. I love her madly. She's amazing. And I cannot imagine what I would do if she got cancer. Knock on wood, um, lots and lots of crying. But Leah Labs is a biotech company. You know, we talk about, you know, Kansas City and our kind of our region being in this animal health corridor. Uh, Leah Labs exists in that space as well. They are uh, providing CAR T cells for curing B cell lymphoma cancer in dogs, but there, this is really exciting because you know over over the the course of the past years, you know we've seen rise a rise in interest and development around 
gene editing, uh, genomic research. And, and that's what Leo Labs is doing, but they're doing it on behalf of man's best friend or woman's best, best friend. Uh, and so it's just really, really exciting to see they are, they are using living cells and they are seeking genetic, genetic information to destroy cancer using this proprietary technology that they've developed. And so it's just it's really exciting. Um, you know, they're, they're creating new therapies. They are reprogramming immune cells. They, they're doing all kinds of really exciting things around genomics and genetics. And, and they're helping our, our best friends to stay with us just a little bit longer because those, the lives of our best friends, our best puppy friends are just never long enough. Right, Matt? Yeah, I agree. I couldn't yeah. agree more. Now, for those of you listening, you should also know Lauren has a pet possum, maybe uh, even more three. than one. I have three pet possums. <laughs> we're gonna do a we're gonna do a separate episode just on that. Um, just so you know, they're we're gonna. There has to be a possum problem worth solving somewhere that someone wants to fund. I feel um, I feel like I could I could lead that charge. I know far more about possums than I should. <laughs> If I had, if I will tell you, if I ever had a possum related question, I would certainly call you. So, okay, Minneapolis, good work. You guys are killing it. Um, You know, I, I, and I probably should have looked at this before, but I I believe that Minneapolis is one of the reasons for some of the fintech. I think that's one of the places that is a hotbed for uh, payment card processing. Oh. I'm not, I, I might be wrong about that. Well, I wouldn't I think quote that you ha- on that, but I'm going to assume you're correct. <laughs> I think it is. I Because I, you I mentioned I used to travel up there. Now, Minneapolis is is a beautiful city. I've always enjoyed yeah. going there. And uh, very beautiful, very, very Midwestern feel uh, with a slightly different accent. And, you know, okay. overall, like, I think this is a great list. I want to really give a, I want to tip my cap to Jessica Powell, who leads the charge for helping us uh, filter through who is worthy of these lists or not. Now, Jessica is one of the many employees at fullscale.io. That's the sponsor of today's episode. Let us help you build a winning software team. And there are some things on here that really got my attention. And that's where we'll, we'll, uh, end this episode is, you know, like, well, why don't you tell me what stood out to you first? Like, who are your, who are your faves? So I, I know that it's going to seem a little disingenuous because it's the last one that I said, but like right now I'm super psyched about, about Leo Labs because I just, I, I think about what I would do and how panicked I would be if I found out that my dog, uh, my, my sweet, my sweet Kia, like I found, if I found out that she was ill. Um, so I'm going to go with Leo Labs because I just think that that's, that's super cool. And I just imagine how much heartbreak they are saving uh, animal lovers from, you know, I just, I love that. That makes me happy. So thanks. I'm, all about, I'm all about, I'm all about yardstick. Yeah. Today. And I, and now with a close second being the, the, the companies that improve financial services. Um, sure. I like, I like invoice financing, especially for things that are tricky, you know, like when we, and I invoice a couple million dollars a quarter, you know, and uh, the things that slow that down or make it more expensive or harder to do are just another obstacle on the way to winning. But right. when it comes to yardstick, you know, you're you're I I think that this is a really really needed and cool thing because 
especially at startups, like you can't afford to make hiring mistake after hiring mistake after hiring mistake. Anything that can make screening, you know, and it's such a weird world for that. And and it's and it's difficult to interview like I mean, if you're not in the business of interviewing and assessing now, Lauren, on the way to 230 employees, and we've had over 5,000 applicants. Oh, for sure. So, so the thing is, is like, I mean, well, first off, like, that's why we created our, our screening, because if you're not in the top 20% of those results, you're just out. Because right. it's an overwhelming, it's an overwhelming sample size at that point. And, and one of the reasons that people hire full scale is that we're good at screening. And right. we're good at assessing talent and figuring out you, who's going to be good, what they're good team. at and what they're not. You have a truly superior team, man. Like when I look at the people that you have put around you in this company, like you do that very, very well. <laughs> wait well, a, wait a but, but, but that's not because we always did. I mean, on some yeah. levels and like, uh, I mean, and, and there's, there's, and like I said, there's, it's one thing to like with developers, it's particularly challenging because, and this is where Matt Watson was just like a golden God of like assessment. Cause he looked at some things that were just kind of like out of the box. And he said, nah, fuck this. These are all just trivia questions. Yeah. Like, and he has a good point. So like when you're assessing someone, there's like, can they solve a problem? And that's, and that's the key ingredient. Can you solve a problem? Because if you can't solve a problem, then you can't really win at business because people that win at business or businesses that win solve problems. Now, right. here's the thing though, is that, that only might tell you part of it. So like we look for a number of different things. We look, look at like attitude, passion, likability, critical thinking, like general problem solving, leadership. Yeah. Because here's the thing is if you're hiring someone for a leadership role, you can't just take someone that doesn't profile well as a leader and be like, good luck. Yeah. Because if you hire the right, the right person to be a leader, you don't have to, you don't, you just tell them what day they're starting and they're probably going to go figure out how to lead it. Yeah. But some of that stuff is, is really finicky. If you've ever read my book, Balance Me, I literally have a whole chapter about personality assessment because right. it's such a key ingredient to getting it the right really people is. around each other. Well, so, so have you heard about the, the, there's this urban legend, I don't know if it's true or not, but Microsoft, apparently one of their screening questions relates to manhole covers. And they ask a question like, how would you get the, the manhole, like a round manhole cover into a square manhole? I, I, I don't know exactly what the question is, but the point is, it's not so much, do you get the exact right answer to this question? But what they really want to do is they want to see your thinking process. Like, how do you tackle a problem, you know, one bite at a time? Like, are you dreaming big? Are you like, what is your process? And, and so I've always found that really, really interesting, but I mean, clearly whatever assessments full scale has come up with, um, you, you've done a really good job at getting down to the meat and potatoes of what you're looking for in a role. Cause the fact is there are skills that you can teach, but you can't teach things like, entrepreneurial thoughts, common sense, drive, common, or common sense. sense or ambition or, you know, any of those things. And so when you're, when you're screening for personality, you're screening for culture and you're screening for those kinds of things that you don't necessarily want to have to teach someone. Right. <laughs> so yeah, and, and, and the point is, it's like with what, the, I mean, that's just difficult. It's difficult because if it's not, if it, if it can be so subjective, 
you know, yeah. like, I mean, I've done, that's why you always let people talk to multiple people. So, all right. So if you want to hear more from Lauren, she's hey. on Startup Hustle every week, currently on Thursdays. And I haven't even told her yet. We're going to change her day. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to be a better one. All right. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, I'll but, take it. But well, no, and but, also but, Startup yeah. Hustle TV. Gotta love Startup Hustle yes. TV. Yes. Yes. Which is currently, <laughs> which is currently at half in halftime right now uh why we review and analyze and change our playbook a little bit on that which is good so it's kind of funny you talk about startups and the need to pivot and make changes uh we started our own uh show about intended to show what the real life of entrepreneurship was thinking that the pandemic may let up a little more and then we had to pivot inside of a pivot inside of another pivot. And the important thing to remember is as an entrepreneur, you're really only one pivot away from greatness, right, Lauren? Absolutely. Yeah. So now speaking of greatness, uh, we do a couple quick little network announcements here. And don't turn off the show yet, people, because you're going to want to hear this stuff. Good we are going to we are going to we are going to make sure we kill it once a month with our top cities and our guest hosted series have begun. I'd love to hear feedback from you. We are bringing in some people that really know their shit and it's all different stuff. It's all different subject matter expertise yeah. and we're letting them, it's sometimes hard to get into the depth and complexity of really, really important entrepreneurial questions, topics, and just things related to innovation. Uh, right now, we're in the middle of, of a series about the canna business or cannabis, which are uh, which our startup hustle co-host, TV co-host, Heather uh, Steppy of the Casey Hump Company is hosting. And we have some really cool people coming up and all going to be all around, including a whole week-long turnover that of the whole channel to Pipeline Entrepreneurs and Melissa Vincent. So we're just trying to keep it, keep it real, keep it fresh and bring you the most interesting content and advice and input mainly so you can avoid all of the stupid mistakes that we've made. <laughs> are we going to call them stupid mistakes or are we going to call them? Yeah, a lot of them. Are, yeah, no, a lot of them are just stupid. Like, okay. I mean, you can put, you can put a hat on a pig. It doesn't make, it doesn't mean it's not a pig. It's just, it's just a All pig right, that's fine. slightly better dressed than a different one. Yeah. I so, will, I will, I, I'll own stupid mistakes. <laughs> I, I just, well, if you ever, if someone had just told me, and honestly, yeah. if you listen to Startup Hustle regularly, someone will have probably told you at this point, we're coming up on our 700th episode. And thank you to everyone out there for helping us get to 2 million downloads. Uh, we were all excited and happy when we got into the top 25 of all time entrepreneurship podcasts and now we're in the top 20. So who knows? Maybe when we'll just keep happen? riding that wait way. Minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. When did that happen? Lauren, I, you, we move at the speed of business here, oh kid. You're going to have to keep up. Well, yeah. to, to you Do you really want doing... another text message from me at like 1243 AM when I, I find these things out? Text messages from you. No, you don't. And you know all no, the texts. <laughs> Neither anyway, I'm going to get back to work. I got a lot of stuff to do. I'm smelling the top 10 and a lot of growth at the company. And I got to go learn more about what Yardstick does because maybe they're going to make my life even easier uh, as well as all these other companies too. So I will see you in another month. And I can't even remember what city we're going know, to because I'm not that prepared. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's, a, it's really a city, city, people. It is a city. It see you is, next time. It is. See ya. <laughs>
Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.